Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. Our Heavenly Father and our God, from the depths of our heart, Lord, will worship you. My soul blesses your name. And all that is within me gives you glory. For you have done mighty things in the lives of your children, in my life, and all others, Lord, mighty God. If the world will deny you, it will be a cause of me for me to deny you. Because you've showed me many different ways that you are God and there is no other God. There is a living God, you, the Alpha and Omega. Oh Lord, you've done so many things and beautiful and mighty things in the lives of your children who are here. And many of them online, Lord, gracious and everlasting God, that every breath we take, it can only be useful if we use it to glorify your name, to worship you, to thank you that we woke up, to thank you that we are now even alive. Not only that, Lord, there's a meaning to our life. In this, that you have given us understanding that you are God and we are nothing but grass and vapor. And that we should bow and worship you and have understanding of that which you desire, Lord mighty God, above every other thing, that we should be one with you. To be conformed to your image, that eternal, everlasting life that is not perishable. Oh Lord, we come and bow again and again and again. Every Thursday, Lord, we come to you and say, come and have your way. We pray, Lord, that our spirit will take over in this fellowship, in this ministry, that no flesh, no man should ever, should ever be recognized. None should ever share in your glory because you are God, the creator of heaven and earth. Oh Lord, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. We have come, Lord mighty God, who is in heaven, praying that you grant us that receptive heart to receive your undiluted word. Oh Lord, there is no other Savior than Jesus Christ. Therefore, his word stands forever. And Lord, I pray you that you come and teach us your Holy Spirit that we may Lord mighty God who is in it may be well with us and our families. Take all glory. Thank you for your children here. Thank you for those online tuned already. Lord be glorified forever. In the name of Jesus Christ we have prayed. Amen. Our God is good. So I just want to really take the opportunity to thank all of you. I know that we have some people travel. They are traveling, traveling. But thank God 
we have uh, some of our people here, <laughs> even our dear brother from Port Harcourt, you know, just thank God that he will come. My understanding that he arrived probably yesterday and uh, the hunger just to, that's when we recognize that he is the only one. You see, there's this awesome greatness of God that we all, all need to be aware of. A man can labor and labor until kingdom comes. He will not have any understanding. That's why he said that God's understanding is what? It's unsearchable. His ways are higher. His ways are not unsearchable. Because he reveals his ways. So that in that revelation, whatever small revelation he gives to us, because he cannot give us more than we can handle, then he expects us to move further. Then he reveals more. That's why he told the children of Israel, you know, that he was angry with them because they could not, what? Know his ways, which means we're supposed to know his ways. His ways is what he tells us. These are my ways. I told you somebody challenged me one time and said, how can somebody say he knows God's will? I said, yes, we ought to know God's will. We may not know because the reason why we don't know God's will is because we don't do it. But God's will is plainly, explicitly written. This is my way. Follow me and obey me, my child. That's his way. It's not what way is and my will, the, the, the one's will. So I just thank God for all of you. And I thank God for those online. I think God is touching his remnants all over the world. And that's what matters. That's what matters. My prayer is that when they hear his undiluted truth, that they will not see a man. They will see Jesus Christ, the only one who was crucified, the only one who died for them. That's the one that they, want to, they ought to actually see. But no matter whatever happens, I'm not really surprised what God is doing all over the world now. In many places now, in many countries now, and I don't want to mention, it's like he's going back, what? Turning people upside down. Even churches that thought forever they were, what? The laws of laws of everywhere. He's, he's turning them and turning everything and trying to let them know, you are nothing before me. This God who said, he said, all the nations, they are just like a drop. It's not even the, I'm talking about all, but just a drop bucket. And people should fear him. So those who serve him and those who claim to be his should fear him. They should know exactly what they want and to do it. And that's what questions have been coming and we've been answering. Not we answering, God is answering and whatever. And we have a question today. Actually, I told Pastor Charles, I said, today we're going to have a reflection. There's not going to be any teaching. But then, you know, uh, not too long before I called him back, and uh, the one who's in charge said, who told you so? I said, I told myself. He said, yeah, that's why. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes you talk to yourself. You have to be careful. <laughs> you think this, this way. This. What is the question? Let's go on, please. Question. Could you please clarify Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10 to 11? Mm-hmm. Saved by grace and not by our works. Are you sure you said uh, 11? Oh, sorry. I see. You're right. If my eyes are not deceiving me. 
Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 10. Uh-huh. Saved by grace and not our works. We are saved by grace and not our works. Let me say this now to the person who asked the question. God bless you because it looks like every question that anyone raises concerning grace because that is a very dangerous doctrine. Is that demonic what? Sense of forced security. I am there when you are not there. You see, Christ himself couldn't say he was there until he got there. He said, don't touch me. I have not gone to my father yet. Now, I've finished the entire work you've given to me, my father. I have done what you asked me to do. That race, I ran it according to your prescribed rule to the end. Therefore, now, my father, glorify me. But most of us want to be glorified before even we, we, we start even the rest. That's why I told you that the problem with many of us is that we say we are Christians born again. We have risen with Christ. But how can you rise with Christ when you have not even died yet? You have to die. You haven't died. You are there. You know, sins piled upon you, and then you say you are with Christ. When you have not died, and then if you are dead, you are buried, and then you wake up again. If you have to wake up again with him as a new creature. But the question that we asked said, Ephesians 2, please everybody mark that. That's, that's the way it was framed. He said, uh, could you uh, clarify that? But let me start there from clarification. I want everybody to hear, online wherever they are, that the scripture tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all scripture is what? Given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It therefore means what? Are you there? I'm, I'm consistent with the question. It therefore means that only, the only one who can clarify the word of God is the Holy Spirit of God. Not the Mekos Rumba. So if he speaks and clarifies it, he's the one doing it. Don't look at me because I'm not actually the one. So that's one thing everybody needs to know. That he is the one who can clarify his word. Because you can read the Bible till the kingdom comes. And yet, you do not know the Bible. Except the Holy Spirit, the one that inspired the Bible, will open your eyes. And reveal it to you. And show you what the meaning, the deep meaning that God is talking about. Because Jesus Christ made sure he told us one thing. That unto us, if the spirit of God is truly in us. Read me Matthew 13, 11, please. Ma- okay, it's half on 10. Matthew 13, 10. Yes, ma'am. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? Mm-hmm. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. But to them it has not been given. It has given. not gone. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I speak to them in parables. Because seeing, they do not see. And hearing, they do not, do not hear, hear. Nor do they understand. Nor do they understand. The hearing and understanding is so darkened. They cannot understand what is going on. And no man should ever come 
Especially if God reveals something to you. You never come and say, oh, wow, I know something. You know what? Because the giver reserves the right any time, any moment to take it away. All right? So, one other thing I want to say that, okay, let, having said that, that the Holy Spirit clarifies the word. Okay? Then I come to the second one. I want us also to know that whenever we cite the scripture, it is only prudent for us to cite the scripture wholly. Not partially. Because those who cite, cite the scripture partially I feel good. They want to tell you that area. And then they want your eyes to be closed and say, ah, this is what is there. But tell me everything. Then we know exactly what is it. The scripture said that, where did you have it? By, yes, God bless you. Say, for by grace. You have been saved through faith. This is Ephesians 2 from verse 8. Okay, can you tell me one thing? We're coming now. The scripture said that by what? Yes. We have been saved through faith. I thank God that you, you, you remember through faith. I want everybody. That's what the confession is. Remember, they will tell them in churches and say, oh, no, no, no. Grace is salvation. By grace, you are saved, period. But look at what the scripture, what he's saying. The scripture, God cannot contradict himself. It is impossible. And the scripture and the epistle, this uh, episode, anywhere, they're all in harmony. Except if one would just sit down and say, the spirit of God, explain to me, show me. Try to put this, all this together. He said, he did not say that we are saved by grace alone. I don't know if you know that. It is not, he's not saying we are saved by grace alone. He said that by grace, we are saved through faith. Then that requires you to ask what? <laughs> What's the what what is faith? Because it tells you plainly that grace is dead without what? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're going too far from me. Without what? Faith. That is saying that we are saved by grace through faith. Through faith in who? Through faith in Jesus Christ. What is having faith in Jesus Christ? Whoever has faith in Christ believes in who? Believes in Christ. But who is the one who believes in Christ? Give me John 14, 12, please. John 14, 12. Yes. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. He who believes in me, he will do my works. He will do my good works. Let us, let us, you know, say, but say by grace, not by works. I'm just, God is going to explain all this to us right now. Okay? Who will believe in me, the works I do, that's what he will do. Whoever believes in me, the way I walked, that's the way you walk. If you say you believe in me, otherwise don't believe in me. Give me 1 John 2, 6, please. 1 John 2, 6. Mm -hmm. He who says he abides in him. 
ought himself also to walk just as he walked. To just walk as he walked. Let us pause so that we don't go too far away. By, by grace, that's what he's saying. By grace, we are saved. Through faith. Let's leave faith alone now. And talk about the grace he's talking about. That's what he's talking about, okay? Grace. The grace of God. By grace, we are saved. Not our works. It's not talking about anything further there. But grace has nothing to do with our works. Let everybody know this. Because the scripture told us. Give me Romans 5, 8, please. Romans 5, 8. Yes. But God demonstrates his own love toward us. Mm-hmm. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So that what? God bless you. Christ died for us, so what? <laughs> Christ, God bless you. Christ died for us, so that we can also die with him. Are we all together? And what is dying with him? Abandoning sin. God bless you. Read me Romans, please. 6, 4 to 6. Romans 6, 4 to 6. Yes. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. God bless you, God. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Mm -hmm. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, Mm -hmm. that the body of sin might be done away with. That the body of sin might be done away with. Remember, if I recall very well, Romans 6.23 says what? He said the wages of what? Is dead. So then what is the wages of life? <laughs> the wages of life then is what? God bless you. Obedience. If the wages of sin is death, if you want to save yourself from death and have life, then you do what? You do the good work of repenting and obeying God. We'll, we'll just pause there. We want to want make sure that everybody understands in this place, we are saying grace alone. Grace is a free gift given. For a purpose. And that required purpose must be fulfilled. So that's why he told us, why were yet sinners? He came and died for us. But even when we read this, thing, I don't know why the pastors and everybody cannot see this. Or they pretend not to see it. The same chapter told us everything. The same thing I'm talking about right now. Read me the same Ephesians. Start from Ephesians. That's Ephesians 2. 1 to 7. The same thing before you get to 8. Paul said it all. Yes? Ephesians 2, 1 to 7. And you he made alive, who were who dead, were dead. In trespasses and sins, uh-huh. in which you once walked. In which once walked. That means that Paul is talking to people who? Those who have not turned away from sin. That's what he's talking about. That's the salvation he's talking about. Go on, please. According to the course of this world, 
according to the prince of the power of the air. Yes. The spirit who now walks in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted us conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. You see? Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. We were disobedient, and by nature, because we were disobedient, we were what? Children of wrath. It tells you. I don't know how else it can tell you. It tells you with sin. That's all. So when you say grace came, it's free. Oh, we are saved. No, 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 no. It's telling you. Look, grace teaches you to turn away from distance and get life. Because that's where you were before. So you don't go, go, go on, yes? But God who is rich in mercy... Because of his great love with which he loved us, Mm -hmm. even when we were dead in trespasses, Uh made us alive together with Christ. God bless you. By grace, you have been saved. It explains it. Why we were all dead? We didn't pay for it. We didn't do anything. Nobody ever did anything to have Jesus Christ to come on this earth. But he came for a reason. That we may escape this. That's why I said, even when we were dead in trespasses, then he made us alive. Now, let me, let me put this in. Remember when he was saying, God, because of his great what? Love. love. Remember our formula here. We said, abundance love begets what? Mercy. mercy. The only way you can have mercy on any human being is because you love. If you don't love somebody, no mercy. God so loved us so much that he had mercy. Mercy begets what? Grace. Exactly that. I, didn't, I never thought it when we went through this before. Mercy begets grace. Grace then begets what? Repentance. Exactly. Let's get, take this in a circle. Repentance only begets and leads us to obedience. Without repentance, it's impossible to obey. How can you say you obey? When, when you are dead already in sin. Are we, are, we, are we all talking? Okay. So, repentance leads us to obedience. Obedience then, according to Romans 6.16, leads us to righteousness and holiness. The equation of that equals to what? Transformation. I am transformed. I'm born again. It's when you can say righteousness and holiness is all I have right now. There is no iniquity in me. There is no blame, blame in my life. Therefore, I'm born again. A new creature. Totally clean. Just as God. No wonder we're talking about this grace. Grace then was defined totally in the Bible. As an unmerited, sorry, an unmerited favor. Given to us for only one purpose. If that purpose is not fulfilled, then grace has not profited us. Was wasted. It's like a bank giving you grace and then you fail and default. Of course, they come and repossess what you have because you don't deserve it anymore. Okay? So, grace of God was that Christ that came. God, out of abundance of his love, had mercy. Then grace sent his only begotten son. Come and show them the way. And the first thing grace taught us was what? John. 417. John 4, 17. Yes. 
The woman answered and said, I have no husband. No, I'm not going to... Sorry, my dear. Matthew 4.17. Sorry, sorry about that. Matthew 4.17. Yes, ma'am. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. That's the first thing ever he taught. Repent, change. Because that's the beginning of everything. Repent. Change. You can't stay where you are. And God can talk to you. There is no way sin will be in your life that God will, God will give you his Holy Spirit. That's why when you see these people praying, Holy Ghost fire, die by fire, die by, how can you, it's incompatible, how can you associate the Holy Spirit to what? Because, come on, it's for life. So as long as that is there. So that's why I say, turn away. If you want to have anything to do with me, turn away from yeah, iniquity. That is the fear of God we've been talking about. The fear of God is to depart from evil. Read me, please, proverb. Are we going to jump from proverb? Read me Job first, 28, 28. Job 28, 28. Yes. And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Mm-hmm. And to depart from evil is understanding. I fear the Lord. That's parable. Like I was saying there. Okay, they, they, it teaches them parable. I fear the Lord. I live in church. I'm always there. It's just mere parable. I donate everything. It's just parable. But that you depart from evil, that is to do what he has asked you to do. God is only what? God will accept one who does what he tells him or his will to do it. That's exactly what he's saying over there. Read me Proverbs 8, 13, please. Proverbs 8, 13. Yes. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Mm -hmm. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. See, that is why we say that's what repentance is all about. To turn away from that. No wonder. You see, we have gone from grace now. We are talking about heading to what? What grace had to achieve? The purpose it came. No wonder grace is defined as a teacher. For those who, who have not been here for, or online, is a teacher, a teacher of righteousness. If one does not, there is no way one can reach that righteousness without repentance. In fact, when you define this grace as a teacher, as also that who that, that leads us to what repent, it's a goodness of God, free gift of God that leads us to something. Read me Romans two four, please. Romans 2, 4. Yes. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, mm-hmm. not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? It leads you to repentance. And repentance is to forsake and seize from all evil deeds, iniquity. Otherwise, of no use. I still have one sin in my life. I have repented of ten. You have not repented anything. You better repent all. Or you have nothing. So he tells us that it is the goodness of Lord. What he does is to lead us to repentance. Because without that basic elementary principle of God, whoever wants to come to God, let him force. What? Depart from evil. That's elementary. God calls it elementary. Are we all together? 
What are we doing? Leave me Hebrews 6 1, please. Hebrews 6 1. Yes. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, mm-hmm. let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith mm. toward God. Not laying again the foundation of repentance. As long as sin is still holding me, I'm still in elementary school as far as God is concerned. Are we together here? Okay, so he tells us, it leads us to repentance. But Remus, please, Titus 2, 11 to 14. We have read this many times, telling us that grace is a teacher. Titus 2, 11 to 14. Yes. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss. Teaching us the same thing, leading us to repentance. Teaching us that by, no, sorry. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss. Yes. We should live soberly, Mm -hmm. righteously, and godly in In the the present present age. Let's surprise. Don't worry. We should live. So that's what grace has come to teach us. But grace stops there. And grace is dead unto anybody who does not want go further to use grace. Now, why did I say that? Grace has come. If I fail to seize on grace and do something to accomplish what God sent grace for, it has not profited me anything. I mean, the grace of God is still there, walking every because it's God. But as far as that individual, me, okay, it has not profited me anything because I ignored what God gave me grace for. Are we together? No, no, no. no. Some of us went to school with a student loan. I don't, I don't know about it. You asked for student loan and gave you student loan instead of going to school, you blew it. You probably might go to jail. No, no, that is the truth. Whatever it, whatever it is, okay? <laughs> but but you, you can also turn it, because I have not been practicing for a lot of time, but you can also turn it, a civil matter, if depends on the intent, can turn to be criminal. Right. So, when my intent is to steal, no why would I forget it? When the intent is to steal, then it becomes a problem like that. So, what am I... <laughs> okay, so what I'm saying is, departing from evil and seizing from evil, it's elementary principle. That is what is called the foundation that the church of this world has left. The foundation of salvation. How can you say by grace we are saved when you don't have any foundation of salvation? The foundation of salvation is Jesus Christ. Read me please. 1 Corinthians 3.11 1 Corinthians 3.11 Yes ma'am. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That's why it was grace is what? Grace is, by grace we are said through what? Faith in Christ. There's no other foundation. So what's that foundation? Read me 2 Timothy 2.19, please. 2 Timothy 2.19. Yes. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, Mm -hmm. having the seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ mm-hmm. depart from iniquity. That's the foundation. You cannot build a structure 
on zero foundation or 40 foundation. My people, that's what's killing us all, all over. We've left that area. No wonder God was screaming if you, without even reading that. You look at, if you look at Jeremiah 6, you look at 16, he said, come, walk, walk, walk over and go and tell them to return to the old path where they will find life. The old path is the foundation of God. Because why? God had never and will never have fellowship with darkness. That's God. He's holy. So, having done that and having cleared this eye that, yes, grace itself is an unmerited favor, but giving for to fulfill something until that purpose is fulfilled. And that purpose is to repent. When you repent, repentance, thorough repentance, total repentance, it's when actually when that is done, something comes. Without that, God will never send the spirit that enables you to be transformed. My people, listen to me. It's not possible because the spirit of God will not come and dwell in a dirty place. It's not possible at all. God is the one who did who, sorry, who does the impossible task that no man can do. There's something that he thinks and he has said that he's given us the choice to do and that we're capable of doing it. That is my child. Go and sin no more. You know this is wrong. You can do it. Don't expect me to come and wash you after I've given you water. I've given you soap. I've given you everything. That's grace. Wash yourself. Are we all together? Let me plus for Isaiah, please one. Sorry. 16 to 18. Isaiah 1, 16 to 18. Yes. Wash yourselves. Mm -hmm. Make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease Cease. to do evil. Yes. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now. Now, let's let's hold on there. Grace came. Jesus Christ came and telling us, go and do all this. If you do all these things, then come to me, all you who have been laboring in vain all the days of your life. I, the Lord, will give you something you cannot do. You see, it is only when you do this that God then can pour that spirit and take away the heart of stone. Okay? Ezekiel, please. 36, 26 to 27. Ezekiel 36, 26 to 27. Yes. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you. Yes. And cause you to walk in my statutes. When my spirit is in you, that I will cause you to walk in my statutes. So when people actually, even myself a long time ago, before I knew anything about God that he called me, the whole idea was that, man, who could, nobody could do what God is saying can be done. But God is saying, it's not you doing it. That's what he told Nicodemus. Nicodemus, what's your problem? You're wondering how somebody will be born, born again, his mother's woman. That's what the Spirit of God does. It blows like a wind. You don't see it. But the Spirit of God will not come until he sees someone who is serious. The only way to demonstrate I'm serious concerning this about God is to what? Meet that first requirement. 
God said, if you want to come to me, that's, that first requirement is the first one. Without it, don't even try any other thing. You're wasting your time. And that requirement is what? Read me, please. Deuteronomy 10, 12 to 13. Deuteronomy 10, 12 to 13. Yes. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? Mm-hmm. But to fear the Lord Not your God. Not to fear the God, that's to depart from evil, yes? To walk in all his ways uh-huh. and to love him. To serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which I command you today for your good. For your good. Now, let's pause here and ask you this question. All these things we are talking about, repentance and repentance, change seeds from this, this and that and whatever it is, consistent with the question that was asked us. What are those things? What are those things? Come on, guys. What are those things? Grace has come. Grace has come and teach me to repent. And I start repent. I have repented. What have I done? Good works. Thank you, Pastor Charles. What do they think? You're coming. What do they think that good works is all about? Huh? Every time you talk about what some of these people are great, oh, it's not about works. Okay, stay there and die. Okay, this is something for you to go and get. You better go get it because grace came and said, "This is the highway." It said, "This highway is narrow." Very straight gate and so on. But he said, you better enter. Don't stand there. Strive to enter. You see, because then, that's why he said, he, 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 actually that well, his work, workman, return, the same thing they're talking about. Ephesians, Ephesians 2, chapter 10. 2, verse 10. Yes. For we are his workmanship, mm-hmm. created in Christ Jesus for good works. For good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So that's separated. That's a faith. We are coming now. We, we deal with faith also. Amen. Okay? That's separated from grace. He said, not our works. We didn't do anything for that grace to come. But grace came so that we may be taught how to fulfill What? The duty of God bless you. The workmanship, which actually said created in Christ for good works and prepared even before the foundation of the world, that that's the way it's supposed to be. That thing which is prepared before the foundation of the world is what? God bless you. Where did, how did you get that? Flesh and blood didn't teach you. God bless you. No. <laughs> that thing that's that prepared beforehand, before the, the word was formed, was the purpose of grace. It is only the purpose of God. That's only one purpose God created man. And that's to fulfill that duty. What is that duty? To be conformed to his image. That image was lost when Adam and Eve sinned. And then God consistently from that very moment, raising prophets and everybody, trying to get people, what? They call it law, reinstatement. 
The reinstatement of what? The image that was lost. Because that's why he created man. That's why he told us in Romans 8, 28, 29, please. Romans 8, 28 to 29. Yes. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. He's called according to his purpose. Yes. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined Mm -hmm. to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That is all. If one is not conformed to the image of some, that's why when Christ came, he said, you must be born again. If the person is not conformed, if a maker's rumba failed to conform to the image of God, all this I'm doing, I've labored in vain. Because flesh and blood can have no relationship with the spirit. He told us that already. That that's the only way we can see the Father. Hebrews 2.14 told us about pursue peace and righteousness. Without which, you will not see God. Because God is righteous. But because of time, let's, I think the question of grace, God, oh Lord, I give you glory for bringing it. Anybody, whatever the question they have there, they've seen it. Okay? But let, let's look at faith. This is confusing because, you know, many of them have never been told that we are saved by grace through faith. They stop up. We are saved by grace. It's hallelujah. So we are free now to go and do whatever we want to do. You see? But that's just not what it is. Faith. Looking at faith. If we have to clarify faith, oh Lord. Then we will clarify faith in two parts. The lesser faith and the higher faith. Can you believe this? I can say, uh-huh. There's a lesser faith. And uh, what? But in all, as far as God is concerned, it's the same. Though one is higher. Let, let, let's, let's put it this way. One is higher. No matter what, what, one is higher. The lesser faith is for babies. You know, babies who drink milk? That's a lesser faith. Can anybody give me one lesser faith? You know, babies who drink milk, that's the baby that the people who are not thinking about. What is God talking about? Huh? Because there's something the Bible said. And we seem not to even appreciate and understand it. Paul said in Romans 5.1. He also said that by faith, we are what? No. We are justified. Well, so that John, God bless you, it's the same thing. Is we are saved. If you are justified before God, obviously you are saved. By faith, suddenly he left grace. He said, by faith we are justified. You see, and James told us, said, what are you talking about this faith? Faith without works, already dead. In other words, if faith without works is dead, then what? Talk to me. Then what? If, if faith Without works, is dead. Then what? That's it. God bless you. Grace without works, is dead. Then that's what it is. Let's let's. I don't. No. If faith without works is dead, then grace without works is dead. Since grace, we are saved by grace through what? Faith. So actually, grace is dependent on what? 
Because faith is the actualization of grace. But if we look at faith, we see the lesser faith. The lesser faith is the one that actually is predominant in churches. That's feel good, they use it. But they don't understand and ask questions. People should be, the Spirit of God will provoke you to say, what does this mean? There is no word of God spoken that has any value. That's why he's God. Please listen to me. You may say, well, show me one, I'll show you. There's no word of God has spoken that has any value. If there's mixed a little bit, it will tell you if you get the thing that nobody can take away from you, don't worry, God will take care of everything. But it's not going to dwell. Start telling you God will do all this for you. You know, if you go to your bank tomorrow, you will see one million in your account. All that rubbish. Okay? So the lesser one I'm talking about for babies, they hear it, and that's all. And you know why it's for the babies? Because they define it. What? Relative to what? Material earthly things. But that's not what God is talking about. And they use, we're going to use only two scriptures to talk about the lesser one, and we'll go to the, the higher one. Maybe Aki will be happy. We're going to, we're going to hell. The lesser one, Hebrew 6 1. 11 1, sorry. Not the elementary. Yeah, you're still in he, elementary. Hebrews 11 1. Yes, yes. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm. The evidence of things not seen. Now, do you know when they say that? It is the substance of things hoped for. To them, whatever I hope, earthly things I hope. If I, you know, I have faith, God will do it. The thing that's faith, that's not faith. That is not faith. Are you following what I'm talking about? You see, first of all, you know why it's not faith? Okay, we, we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll get to it. I have I'm not saying somebody should not have. Please. Okay? I have faith God will heal me. That's not what I'm talking about. But this lesser faith, without the higher faith, you are laboring in vain. Okay? So it tells you, you know, what they, what they normally say, faith is a, is a substance of what? Hope for. They say, you know, I've been hoping for this thing. Italy. It's not what God is talking about. God wants us to fo- our hope should be focused on eternal things. That's what Christ came to tell us. Look, have the same mind I have. Because if your mind is focused on eight things, then you are a friend of what? The world. If you are a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. Focus on the eight things, the heavenly things there. They said it's a Substance of things hoped for and the things you didn't see. They say, yeah, I, I you know, um, even, even I've been dreaming about that uh, big bank account and, uh, and uh, yes, and the one I will marry, blah, 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 blah. So that, you know, I'm, it, it will happen. That's my faith. My faith telling me it's going to happen. That's a lesser faith, my people. Read me, please, Hebrews 6, 11, 6 plus. Sorry. 11.6, sorry there. Hebrews 11.6. Yes, ma'am. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Mm-hmm. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder 
of those who diligently seek him. Now, let's stop right there. But he who comes to God, right? But how do you come to God? How do we come to God? He said, he who comes to God. First of all, you have to come to God. Right? Before, according to the reward. You come to God through repentance and changing. That's the fear of God. And he's a rewarder of those what? But how do you diligently seek God? The Bible tells us that if you want to seek God diligently, you must seek him with all what? Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. Jeremiah 29:13. Yes. And I will seek him and you will seek me and find me mm-hmm. when you search for me with all your heart. With all your heart. And the Bible has told us what to seek. He said seek the Lord, but this is the way to seek him. Not to you coming and expecting reward. That's all about it. Okay? Read Isaiah 55:6 to 7. Isaiah 55, 6-7. Yes. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. That's the way. Yes. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God for he will abundantly pardon. That's the way to seek God. So what am I saying here? Listen to me please, everybody. It is wanting believing that there is God. It's another believing in God. Say what again? I say it's wanting believing there is God. I, we have God. I, I, I have faith. He will give me all these things. It's a different thing believing in him. You believe in him is that you are one with him doing what he has to do. That's why Jesus Christ said, if anyone believes, read me please. Sorry. John 3, 36. John 3:36. Yes. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God dwell, abides on him. Can you believe this? Is it not why I was saying that believing in God, according to John 14, 12, is to do the works he has done? I believe in God. Is that I'm doing what God has asked me to do. Because it is not possible for you to believe and trust one you do not know. And there's only one way to know God. is to do what? It's to obey him. Are we, are we together here? Okay, so that's, what they, that's how they define it. But look at what God has taught us about the higher faith. Those who are able. The Bible said this. The actual meat is for what? Meat cannot be for babies. <laughs> the matured. That's in Hebrews 5, 13 to 14. That meat is for them to try to understand the higher level. Going in. Okay? So, that's why, if you look at the higher faith, then those who are grown up, they define higher faith. In Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. Yes. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And hearing by the word. 
But do you know that people, stay where you are now. Do you know that we don't even follow the scripture the way it's coming? Read 16. It answers it. Romans 10, 16. Is there, yes? But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Uh-huh. For Isaiah says, Lord, who That's has it. believed our report? That's why Hebrews, can you read me Hebrews 4, please? Hmm. Hebrews 1 4. 1 to 2. 1 to 2. Yes. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, mm-hmm. let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the mm-hmm. gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Yes. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Now, can anybody give me a different, a different word than word? But the word consistent with what we'll be talking about. Yes. God bless you. That the grace that God did not profit them, not being mixed with what? Because we are told that by grace we are saved through faith. But then he also went further to explain to us what it means that he did not profit them. Read me verse 6 to 11, please. Hebrews 4, verse 6 to 11. Yes. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached Hmm. did not enter because of disobedience. Because of disobedience. So faith is what? Obedience. Obedience. Go on. We'll, We'll come. Yes. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a time as it has been said, after such a long time. Read 11. Read 11. Okay. Anybody can read the rest. Okay. Hebrews 4.11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. According to the same example of disobedience. And then when we go Romans, we said, Romans 10.17 said that faith comes by hearing. But the question that you ask yourself is, that, who are the the hearers. Who are those who have actually heard? It comes by hearing the word of God. You see? And the Roman... Read Romans 2.13, please. Romans 2.13. Yes. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law the will doers. be justified. So the hearers are the doers. In fact, as a matter of fact, even before going to Romans... You can see Christ telling us the same thing. Give me Matthew, please, 7. 24 to 27. Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Yes. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Uh-huh. He hears it and what? Does them. Go on. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Let's run. They can read the rest of it. Faith. I have faith in God. Is that then I am here now as what? A fetal soil to receive and to do. If I receive and don't do anything, I have no faith. Are we all together? Are we all together? If I receive from him... And I don't do anything. It's the same thing we're talking about, like grace. I receive from him, 
but I don't do anything with what I have received from him. It will be taken away from me. I have faith in God. It's an, and now that what? Faith, very, they call it good soil. Read me Luke 8, 15, please. Luke 8, 15. Yes. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and they good... They had the word, the word with a noble and good heart. Yes. Heart, kept, they keep, keep it. it. Yes. And bear, and fruit bear fruit with patience. That's faith. We don't have to, because of time, worry about... We know what actually happened with uh, those who are entrusted in the talent. That's what is faith. Faith is obedience. I have faith in God. That means what he tells me to do, I do it. Otherwise, I don't have faith in him. Because you cannot have faith in someone you don't believe in. And to believe in him is to do his works. You can also not have faith with somebody you do not know. The Bible tells us that this is the only way we know him. Read me First John, please, 2, 3 to 5. First John 3, 2 to 5. 1 John 2, 3 two. to 5. 1 <laughs> John 2, 3 to 5. Now, by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. If, go on. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar. A liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. Whoever says he knows him and does not keep his commandment is a liar. Which means that whoever says he knows him and does not keep his commandment is what? He's a child of the devil. We're not, I think we're told that the devil is the father of what? So that's, that's exactly what that, that may mean. And because of time, I thank God that he went deep again just to bring this up, especially for his children, those asking. I, and I thank God so much that they're asking now because there were people who just completely were sold to the idea that one save, I'm always save. You know, I can go ahead and do whatever that pleases me, but at the end of it all, God will understand because Whoever calls upon the name of what? Christ shall be saved. But how do you call upon whom you don't know? You see, that's why he told us in Matthew 15, 8 to 9. He said, these people, you know, they worship me with their mouth. All they do is with their mouth. Their heart is hardened. That's where I live. I want to come in there. And it's hardened. In vain, they are always in their time. They can call me to kingdom comes. I will not answer. They will seek me. They will not find me. Because God has been, I mean, God so laboriously. He had labored so much to tell us who he is. There's nothing he has not brought to Esra. So anyone is deceived should stop and say, what am I hearing? And if you actually diligently with all your heart, and say, Lord, teach me. He will show you. As long as you stop mixing up with the deception and lies, manipulation and covetousness and things of that nature, material things of this world are not of God. 
That's why when I told you here that all feel-good preachers and prosperity preachers will never turn back to God. Because they're making so much elephants. The very moment my focus is about what I can get on this earth, it's over. Because I'm serving, I'll be serving two masters. I have to choose one. But there's no one actually God has truly called and the Spirit is following him that will deviate from the word of God. Because if you deviate from the word of God, you have deviated from him. God and his word are the same. And since it's unchangeable, his word does not change. Everlasting God, the only true living God, I give you glory. I give you glory, Lord, because you alone can clarify your message, your word. All over the world, Lord, people have been so misled, confused, betrayed. Your name has been bastardized, blasphemed. Lord, I pray that you have mercy because there are so many of your children, Lord, wallowing still in confusion. No matter whatever happens, teach them yourself, Lord. Even if I thought we take everything away from the Bible, the fact still remains that we believe that you are the Almighty God and that you are holy and righteous, which means you will not have association or fellowship with unrighteousness. So, Lord, I pray you to have mercy. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, Lord, break down the barrier that people has erected. They have erected, erected the barriers, Lord mighty God, against your own children. The flock are being taken advantage of. And I pray you, Lord my God, that you open their eyes wherever they are. And even right now, Lord, that many of them watching from all over the world, that Lord, you open their eyes of understanding that they may know that just mere saying grace, grace, is not enough. Because you said it, that everyone will be rewarded according to his works, not according to anything else, Lord. You are the grace that came from heaven to teach us, to show us the way. Then it's incumbent on us to, to, to go that way if we want to follow you, Lord. Anyone running a race must run the race according to the prescribed rule, not their own. Father, I thank you. Lord, I give you glory for your children here, faithful, supporting what you are doing, Lord, and all those online that have picked up so much interest and returning to your truth. Please, Lord, have mercy on us. Let your spirit never depart from us, Lord. Go with your children who are here, even online, and all their families, Lord, and continue to minister unto them. Wherever they have any question or confusion, please answer. Have your way, Lord. We give you glory. We exalt you forever. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tem 
online.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.